Dear listeners, this is the third podcast in our Reflow series. Reflow is a European project on co-creating circular and regenerative cities and is part of the Horizon 2020 program. Reflow seeks to understand and transform material flows in cities and help businesses, governments and citizens to create a resilient circular economy. In this series, frontrunners in different areas share their lessons. In this podcast, I speak with Oriana Romano, head of the OECD program on the circular economy in cities and regions. Dear Oriana, welcome. Hello, thank you very much for having me on the show. Thank you very much for coming. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the OECD is about? So the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development is an intergovernmental organization of 37 member countries. Um, the idea is to support countries with uh, policy recommendation and also implementation um, actions for them to con- obtain better policies for better lives, as the motto of the organization is. Um, we work on several policies, for example, education, environment, um, regional policies, so um, agriculture, regulation, and so on. And uh, one of these is uh, uh, on the circular economy in order to support the circular economy transitions across levels of governments. That sounds like a lot of things that you do. Um, Could you tell us a little bit more about your current role? Yes, I'm leading the OECD program on the circular economy in cities and regions. Uh, It's a program that we started uh, in 2018. And uh, by today, we have launched a report um, that includes more than 50 cities and regions uh, in order to have a better understanding of what the circular economy is, what the obstacles are, and also what are the policy options to move forward uh, the transition. We also work uh, with uh, several cities and national governments. Um, and then we have uh, developed um, a self-assessment tool for cities and regions to have an understanding on whether or not enabling conditions for the circular economy are in place or should be improved. Just finally, we have also set up a a platform, a networking platform, which is called OECD Roundtable on the circular economy in cities and regions. And we gather twice a year. We organize these meetings where people from the public, the private, the non-for-profit sector can gather and share their view experiences on, a several, uh, on several items in relation to the circular economy transition. All right, and what would you say are the main objectives? 
So the idea of the program is uh, to support the cities and regions in their transition towards a circular economy. Nowadays, there is uh, a lot of uh, good intentions and political willingness on the circular economy at city level, given that cities produce up to 70% of greenhouse gases emission, demands two-thirds of energy, produce 50% of global waste. So the circular economy seems as a, a way to contribute uh, to the reduction of uh, greenhouse gases emission, but also a way to create uh, jobs uh, and innovation. Uh, in fact, many cities have already accounting that designing out waste, reusing material, as well as increasing recycling and applying circular economy uh, principles to steel, plastic, aluminium, cement and food could really bring some benefit in terms of uh, uh, cut of uh, tons of CO2 emission, like in the case of uh, Amsterdam, for example, only applying circular economy approach in the construction chain and can cut greenhouse gases emission by half a million and many circular economy strategies are related to specific car, uh, carbon neutral objectives. So for us there is a, an important environmental component to take into account but also the needs of creating economic opportunities and jobs and this is uh, what the circular economy can really do. Uh, there are some estimates, for example, at European level, whereby uh, the circular economy can generate a net employment increase of about uh, 700,000 jobs in the European Union by 2030. And finally, the circular economy can boost innovation and new business models like uh, mobility solutions, use spaces for urban agriculture, incentivize water and energy efficiency. And this is something that cities are really looking forward to, so to find new opportunities for uh, uh, a better ways to use the resources, but especially to reduce and prevent uh, waste um, creation. All right, so you say that there's a a will in a lot of cities to move towards the circular economy. And when I hear you, I hear that there are a lot of plans already in place to go about it. And would you say um, the most cities are well on their way in the transition to a circular economy or is the process just starting out? So uh, through this uh, report I mentioned on the circular economy in cities and regions, uh, we ran a survey across 51 cities and regions uh, to have a better understanding of where they were placed uh, in terms of advancement towards a circular economy. And what we found out was that only 10% of survey cities and regions, they find themselves advanced, while 32% is in progress and 58% is a newcomer. For example, uh, we have been working with uh, cities of Umea in Sweden, Groningen in the Netherlands, or Valladolid in Spain, and reports are already published and uh, publicly available. And you can see that there is a great willingness to really become leader in the circular economy. There are many initiatives already in place, whether um, in terms of strategies that are uh, starting to be defined, 
find or uh, links uh, between uh, the business sectors and the universities to find uh, new ways of uh, uh, reducing waste, uh, delivering services in cities, uh, applying uh, circular economy principles in the public procurement. But it is something that it is increasingly uh, being implemented. Um, there is an increasing attention. Um, so I would say that cities are definitely on their ways towards the circular economy transitions, but there is still much room for improvement. Even if the circular economy is not a new concept per se, uh, in terms of implementation is very much incipient. Um, and also it requires a really a systemic change. So this systemic change across people, across several policies, because we are not talking only about waste, but really interactions across policies uh, and material use, and also interaction across places in terms of, for example, urban and rural areas, requires a change that is not going to happen from a day to another. Uh, but it will take a little bit of time to uh, to get uh, to to the required level of progress. So all these initiatives in place in different cities are very welcome, also in terms of experimentations and piloting. So to see what could work and how this experiment can be scaled up. And there are several examples in different sectors. I can mention, for example, uh, food waste reduction pilot in Phoenix in the US or modular building in Groningen in the Netherlands. Uh, there are waste prevention plans in university campus or small towns in order to see whether this kind of policies can be scaled up. So it's a uh, it's a movement that is uh, is uh, is really increasingly uh, taking place. So it's really increasing. Um, however, a systemic change takes a lot of time. And what would you say are the main uh, policy obstacles that cities are currently facing? Uh, well, there are several obstacles uh, that cities are facing, and. Um, some of them are definitely related to uh, the funding. Uh, more than 70% of cities, according to our study, claim that funding is not sufficient for implementing the transition to the circular economy. And so this implies that uh, very often there are um, small scale or low risk projects that can actually materialize and this will have a limited impact in terms of job creation and positive environmental effect. So the key is really to start experimenting, but also scaling up. Then there are also many regulatory obstacles, for example, in terms of what type of waste can be transformed into new resources by law, how can eco-design legislation can favor material efficient use and not only energy efficiency. And for example, many cities are struggling with construction waste and how this can be reused for different purposes. And then there is um, um, the need of uh, integrating siloed policies. 
uh, and I'm referring to policies on environment, on um, um, spatial planning or land use or even waste, because many times the circular economy is seen as a, a synonym of uh, recycling. But it's not just about that. It's really about the synergies across the different sectors and how the in outputs for one sector can be an input for another. Finally, finally another important obstacle is a, a cultural one. There are still many cultural barriers that represent the challenge for 76, uh, sorry, 77% of uh, surveyed cities. Um, around two-thirds of cities and regions still don't have a clear understanding of what the circular economy is in terms of benefit that can bring about. And as a consequence, there is the need of building skills and capacities, engaging stakeholders, collect better data and raise awareness on the benefit of the circular economy in the future. And what do you think are the most impactful ways to convince cities and citizens and politicians that a transition to a circular economy is the way to go for the future? Well, this is a, this is a good question. Um, in terms of um, how, how to convince the... There are several categories of stakeholders that we usually include in our analysis because, as I said, uh, circular economies share the responsibility. So it's, it's a mix of top-down and bottom-up approaches. Everybody can play a role from the citizens uh, in order to um, embrace more sustainable consumption patterns to the business sector that can uh, reduce, for example, cost by um, uh, putting in place a sustainable production patterns and then uh, increase the uh, water, energy and material efficiency. Uh, the long-term impacts are obviously on health in terms of reduction on environmental negative externalities, but also on the economy and on society. Uh, and I mentioned at the beginning the important role that the circular economy can have in terms of job creation as activities such as repairing, upgrading, remanufacturing, reusing properly of a circular economy have uh, a more are more labor intensive than manufacturing of a linear economy so the circular economy is likely to produce job creation and opportunities and make people lives better in a sense that uh, having Mm, more sustainable ways of uh, uh, producing and consuming can uh, definitely also bring some uh, solidarities part across the people, uh, enhance the sense of communities and make sure that our cities are more livable and, uh, and closer to the citizen needs. All right. And what do you think are the policies that have the most impact or that have seen a really big impact when it comes to the shift towards a circular economy? So it is difficult already to talk about an impact of uh, a policy in relation to the circular economy, because as it is a systemic approach and as it concerns several stakeholders and several policies, it's definitely needed to look at uh, how on 
on uh, in in some on the in aggregated terms that the circular economy can really make a change. But what I, what I can say is that um, there are some um, policy guidance that uh, the the OECD has defined in order to uh, for the city to um, be promoters, facilitators, and enablers of the circular economy, starting from the very basic very basic assumption that technical solutions are part of the problem. Uh, but it is very much needed to, and also a concern at the same time for the cities that we have interviewed to have the right governance condition in place from financing to regulation to stakeholder engagement. So uh, cities and regions can be promoters, so can promote the circular economy acting as a role model so they could provide clear information to stakeholders and establishing goals and targets and also leading by examples for example uh, including uh, circular economy principles in public procurement developing circular economy strategies and this would also enhance trust and develop a circular economy culture they can also uh, facilitate uh, connections across uh, several stakeholders and in particular through um, uh, in the implementation of system thinking, so uh, policy coherence, and also facilitating collaboration amongst uh, public, non-for-profit actors and business, uh, and also at, at the appropriate scale. And when we talk about the role of cities and regions as enablers, it is important to make sure that enabling conditions for the transition to a circular economy are in place uh, from regulatory instruments that needs to be adapted to foster the transition to the circular economy. Cities can help mobilize financial resources, adapt human and technical capacities, but also support business development and generate a new information system and data and in order to assess results. As, as you mentioned, have an understanding of what the benefits and the impact are will be really key for the future. What do you think should be addressed first when it comes to the transition? Funding, regulations, policy, capacity or awareness? Well, there is not just a right answer on this. I think um, it is it, it is important to start defining um, whose role, who is doing what, um, so have a very clear understanding on the roles uh, for the municipalities to, to take action and uh, think in a coordinated manner with uh, departments at municipal level, but also with different stakeholders. So really, uh, coordination and system thinking is needed for the circular economy to happen in practice. And also raise awareness could be one of the first steps to make sure that uh, all the state, to, to make sure that there is a consensus across stakeholders to be part of this transition. And then the regulation and the financing are, as I said, a part of the enabling condition. So really how to make it happen. Uh, but it would be good to have goals and priorities very clear and also 
the backup of stakeholders uh, that will be the ultimately implementers and the doers of this transition. That's very clear. Um, at, at OECD, you specifically think about the transition to a circular economy, but also a lot of people talk about the concept of circularity. What do you think are the differences between these two terms? Uh, in my view, circularity refers to the technical aspect of a circular economy, which would imply um, the uh, use or extraction of material in a circular way in order to close narrow or slowing loops. Uh, so the overall idea of the circular economy is really design out waste, uh, uh, reducing uh, material extraction and reducing material. So circularity as a, a technical concept, in my view, is uh, uh, clarifies, let's say, these uh, uh, new ways of thinking when it comes to material use and especially um, waste prevention. So in what way do you think governments can measure um, the extent to which a city or region has a circular economy and in, in the extent to which they think circu in circular terms? Um, this is a very good question. So in the OECD report I mentioned on the circular economy in cities and regions, uh, we dedicated an entire chapter on measuring the circular economy as starting from the principles that one cannot improve or what cannot be measured. But we found out more than 400 circular economy related indicators from existing circular economy strategy and through the information that we collected through our survey. And we found out that the majority of the indicators are related to the environment, for example, in terms of emissions or output material processes. There is a huge focus on waste in terms of type of waste, whether it is bio-waste or plastic, and also in terms of processes, collections and treatment. And then there are also a number of indicators that refer to the circular economy system as, a, as such, for example, uh, also governance indicators on what is the number of companies that receive financial assistance related to the circular economy or the number of city contracts evaluated using circular economy principles, which, which, is, a, which is a very good um, advancement towards a better measurement. But there are still lots of challenges in, that start with the lack of an agreed definition of the circular economy. It is, it is very difficult to build a framework of indicators when it is not clear what is intended to, to be measured. So what we did uh, at the OECD was to provide the cities and regions with a self-assessment uh, tool uh, which is composed by uh, 12 indicators that refer to um, uh, the very same number of uh, governance dimension. And the idea is to have uh, to a traffic light system um, an assessment of uh, whether 
governance conditions for enabling the circular economy transitions are in place or should be improved. And these are related to uh, um, uh, all the obstacles and uh, that we mentioned before, capacities, of financing, or regulation, to have uh, really an assessment of um, what uh, the cities should uh, really look at also in terms of establishing uh, goals and priorities for the circular economy transition. All right. And what are the next steps for the OECD when it comes to the transition to the circular economy? So we are now uh, working on uh, several case studies, uh, which means that we work with uh, uh, cities and regions through policy dialogues. Uh, policy dialogues are multi-stakeholder processes whereby we engage with a number of uh, uh, actors that, as I uh, described, that they will have a role in implementing the transition and we define the policy recommendation and action plans accordingly to the result of our study. We're now working with Glasgow in the UK. We're working with the Ministry of Environment of Ireland, uh, with Tallinn in Estonia, and we will be working more closely also with uh, Latin American countries in the near future. Uh, we will also organize the uh, third OECD roundtable on the circular economy in cities and regions to discuss, amongst others, the effect of the COVID-19 on the circular economy transition in cities and regions, but also this issue of measurement, which is also very high on the agenda of local governments. Perfect. To close off, do you have a final message for our audience? Well, um, the, the message is um, really to um, experiment, uh, to start up and scale up, uh, to make sure that uh, whatever initiatives is uh, in place on the circular economy is uh, very much uh, systemic and is uh, um, aimed at uh, creating synergies across sectors. Uh, and this would uh, really move from a very initial conception of the circular economy as a synonym of recycling and sustainable waste management to a complete and um, uh, transformational um, concept for our economies. Um, so this is my main message. Thank you so much, Oriana Romano. Thank you very much for this opportunity. <laughs>